Hello and welcome to Angry Andy Reviews. And I am recording this review in my messy, dishevelled, um, all over the place former office, as you can see. Nothing is as it seems, nothing is as it was. Everything is all over the place. And I find it quite fitting, really, <sighs> to do this review in this room for Star Trek Picard Season 2, because <laughs> the season itself is messy, dishevelled all over the place, and does not resemble anything of Star Trek or its former self, to be quite honest. I'm going to throw it out there immediately, as I often do. I absolutely hate this season. I didn't like Season 1. And although this season did start off, and I will give it some credit, it did start off pretty interestingly enough, the first episode, the second episode, did kind of grab me. I was intrigued about where they were going, even though they were going back into the trope of time travel. I was intrigued with this storyline of Q, this possibility of something not quite right with him, and him wanting to you know, question Picard and what Picard had become. It was interesting. There was a lot of scope there to sort of look forward to. But the series, in going back in time, dis dissolved into a tropey nightmare where it basically regurgitated a lot of everything we'd already seen in much better films and series episodes of previous Star Trek. We even get carbon copies of exact same moments that are delivered so horrendously, appallingly bad, that it just took me out of every single moment. Took me out of every single moment. The moment with the punk rocker guy on the bus, playing the same music, wearing the same clothes, and he's completely disarmed without any sort of, you know, real sort of meaning. It's just a joke. It's a joke. This series is the joke, and that did not land. It landed poorly as a poorly executed piece of shit joke. And unfortunately for me, this whole series, in fact, the last two seasons in general, the, the whole series so far, Bearing in mind that season 3 has already been filmed and I'm guessing is due to come out later this year. It's filmed back to back, series 2 and 3 are filmed back to back. With series 3 coming with the original cast, everything about this series feels like a bad fan fiction nightmare. An absolute fan fiction nightmare. It's a passion project, no doubt. Absolutely no doubt. Patrick Stewart confirmed himself in a Variety article, I believe, where he's basically said, this is a passion project. I'm playing Picard, you know, in this particular way, which is different to how Picard used to be. And you're right. You're absolutely right, Patrick Stewart. There is nothing resembling Picard that we know of. There's nothing resembling at all. It's a completely new character. He doesn't do anything that resembles how... Picard used to behave in certain situations. Even his reaction to the Borg initially is completely off. It's a messy, tropey, character-driven story that's led by characters that are so bloody thin and flimsy that you don't care about them. 
I honestly have no reason to care about any of these characters. I don't believe anything they do in this series. And it's all, quite frankly, down to the writing. The writing in this series is, ab is abhorrent. It's absolutely abhorrent. It's schlocky. It's, it's laboured. It's dry. And not dry in a sense of satirical. It's just dry. In the, there's no flavour to it. It's just buzzwords and things that you want to hear that make you that sort of like give you this idea of a possible relationship or a possible motive it's all it's all nonsense in a glass left on the windowsill with a little bit of something growing in it it's it's bollocks i don't know where this writing team has come from and i don't know whether there's some kind of element of star power like i said fan fiction passion project nonsense overriding everything about this show but it's all tropey and there's only so many tropes you can take <laughs> before everything starts to feel false and unfortunately for me this entire series has felt false after episode two it really fell off completely for me things started happening that constantly took me out of this series character moments that didn't make sense <sighs> relationships that don't make sense that don't fit backstories to characters that don't make sense everything that happened in season one seems to have been completely altered and reversed it's like they didn't like they looked back and went oh that was crap or well we've had a bit of time between season one and season two in the universe so let's just say they did this instead but we don't see anything of it we just hear you know oh well we did this we had we did this together do you remember well i fucking don't why don't you show us why didn't you tell us why you you know why are you only telling us now Oh, we had this relationship, but it didn't work. What? What, what are you on about? <laughs> it's rubbish. It's absolutely rubbish. We're made to feel like we should care about certain characters. Elnor, for example. Oh, he's, he's killed off. Spoilers. He's killed off. Oh, well, I don't care because I never believed in her anyway. I never believed that character. Oh, Seven of Nine is now doing this. Is she? Since when? In the first series, she didn't give a shit about anything or anyone. And now she suddenly cares? To the point where she's in a full-blown relationship? Don't buy it. Don't believe it. Rios is a captain now. Great. Yeah, he was a captain beforehand, but he was not Starfleet material. All of a sudden, he's in command of the bloody Stargazer. A new flagship ship in the fleet. Are you having a laugh? Where does this fucking come from? Where is the challenge? Where is the thought process? Where is the nuance in Star Trek that, ex that once existed? It's gone. It doesn't exist anymore. Nuance was always the thing that drove Star Trek. And to be fair, looking at Strange New Worlds coming, I'm hoping there might be some more, some return to that nuance of storytelling and explore exploration. But this is, is not it. It's not Star Trek. It's bad sci-fi made for the CW channel, not CBS. It's how poor it is. It's schlocky. It's poor. It's dumb. It's so dumb. Things happen that really, really just don't work. The the singing episode where they, they, they infiltrate NASA or whatever it is they do. An episode where they have to basically infiltrate NASA to save everything nothing comes of that if you really think about it they don't achieve anything in the episode all that happens is that they all get buggered up they all get captured or you know f fail miserably uh, yet the highlight is this awful crappy singing again one of the many moments that took me out of it 
What is the purpose? Ooh, Gerati's been infected by the Borg Queen. They're one and the same now, but they've got their own separate thought processes. But we need to show conflict. Great. It's all a guise to nothing. Nothing happens in this series of any real profound meaning. Which is something Star Trek was always about. There was always some element of profound meaning. You know, whether it be, you know, a, a, a creature being persecuted, treated incorrectly, discovered to be a sentient being. You know, it's... Nobody has watched Star Trek involved in this in this series, I don't think. Um, you know, maybe I'm just being fucking generalising and all that, but to me, it, it, this doesn't work as a Star Trek show. It doesn't, because you don't see anything that resembles Star Trek at all. In this season in particular, we spent all of our time in 2024, which is just 2022 with a bit of sparkle added to it. And there's nothing unique about it. There's nothing any, there's, there's no sort of oh, tasty flavourings to it. We're on the brink of the Third World War in this in this bloody period of time. But no, we don't get any sense of it. We get a little, oh, a little teaser to Project Khan. But that's already fucking happened. That was 1996. So what the fuck is going on there? Who gives a shit? It's a load of rubbish. The highlight of this... This absolute disaster for me. And forgive me if I'm rambling, but... This series has rambled. It's absolutely rambled. And forgive me, really, if you're still with me at this point. If you really did like this show... Fair play to you, because you're a much more tolerant person than I am. You have a much more pr profound ability to just sit through whatever and accept it and enjoy characters than I have. Characters that don't do anything. <laughs> you, you really do. And more credit to you, because you're probably able to enjoy a lot more shit than I am. Um, but the, 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 the fundamental falling off point for me was the Borg becoming nice and friendly. What on earth have you done? The Borg, in their absolute state, as not just as a character overall, the Borg are an existential threat, the complete opposite, the complete antithesis to life itself, to freedom, not just the Federation, but to everything. The complete antithesis. They represent the final challenge. I get it. I get what they're trying to do in sort of like saying, hey, we can all be friends. But no, the Borg were always put as this existential threat that cannot be reasoned with, cannot be compromised with, and cannot be talked down. Yes, I accept in first contact when they created the Borg Queen that a loophole was created there. They managed to create some kind of way where the Borg Queen could be spoken to and she could make decisions that would alter the way they do things. The fact still remains that the Borg Queen always had her ulterior motives whenever any negotiation was put in place. That's how it always worked. There was always something where the Borg Queen would ultimately aim to assimilate and win and conquer, not make friends. She never wanted to make friends. She accepted borderline alliances purely because of other threats like Species 8472. She never agreed. She would never agree. The Borg Queen, as we know, the Borg in itself would never suddenly be turned on its head by somebody going, I've looked into your mind and discovered that as a child, you, the Borg Queen, had some kind of trauma. 
Therefore, that's where all this pain and misery and all this guy, all this necessity for assimilation has come from. Rubbish. What about the countless other millions of people that had trauma being assimilated? Where does that thought process factor in? What does that mean? It's a load of shit. It's an absolute load of shit. It makes no sense. What happens to the rest of everybody else that was assimilated if the Borg Queen now has the ability to, you know, make friends and have free will? They literally, quite honestly, say, oh, you can you can assimilate salvage vessels. You can salvage vessels and assimilated ones, ships that have been discarded. And if anybody, you know, really needs your help and wants to be assimilated, then you, you can do that. What? What about anybody that wants to not be assimilated? You know, de-assimilation. Can that happen now? Oh, no, you're not even going to mention that. You're not even going to pose, you know, that kind of question because that's a question you don't want to answer. It's too it's too difficult for this series. Too difficult for this writing. Doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Nor does this final episode, the finale episode. And I'm not going to talk too much about individual episodes because I don't want to. I really don't want to. I don't have time or energy. I'm expending a lot of energy just doing this. But a final episode, a nothing burger episode. Oh, they achieve, they, they, they rescue the future. Fantastic. Everything that happens, we see coming. People die. Someone stays behind in the past. Oh, didn't see that coming. Not as soon as we saw this character in episode three. <laughs> we knew one of them would be staying behind. The relationships go nowhere. There's no developing the relationships apart from, oh, I'm going to go off and explore this. There's a cameo from Wesley Crusher, which, yeah, okay, I'll give you. He kind of raised a smile on my face, but it's for a character, you know, to go off and do some travelling. This character who goes off and does some travelling features in three episodes, nothing burger episodes. The whole side arcs throughout this entire series, all these side characters mean nothing. They go nowhere. They do nothing and yet we're made you know we were given moments in this final episode where we're made to feel oh oh there's something really heartfelt here really i don't give a crap about that character because they've done nothing all they've done is piss and moan throughout the entire bloody series and finally again coming back to the borg they inexplicably help the federation fine okay we've seen it before i'll have it and then they are granted <laughs> they're granted provisional membership of the federation what the actual fuck what the actual fuck <laughs> oh the borg the people that decimated the federation of wolf 359 the civilization that decimated the Federation fleet at the Battle of Sector 001 in First Contact. <sighs> the civilization that has decimated countless worlds, billions of lives, wanting to alter time oh, in First Contact. Oh, well, you can you can join the Federation because you're just going to sit here and watch this magical new transwarp conduit that's opened up. No problem. We'll accept your membership. What about all those fucking people that have died? What about all those fucking people that have been killed and assimilated that are still assimilated on those ships? Is there a separate Borg species out there with this new quasi-past-future Borg queen, Gerati? Borgerty? I don't know. Nobody knows because they just gloss over it. 
They're not prepared to answer these difficult questions that used to be answered in Star Trek. They're not interested. Picard's really accepting of this as well. It's not Picard. Picard fundamentally is untrusting of the Borg in every way, shape or form. He was assimilated by them. He led the vanguard at Wolf 359. What have you done to this universe? What have you done? I stopped watching Discovery because it, it, it wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. And I've stuck with Picard out of some misplaced sense of loyalty. And annoyingly, I'm going to watch Series 3 because the original cast is coming back. But there is a sense of absolute dread in my heart knowing that they're coming back because I am terrified of what they're going to do to these bloody characters. These characters that I grew up with and watched alongside my nan on a set of stairs near a TV while she sat on a chair drinking a cup of tea and eating digestive biscuits. What are you going to do to these characters if you can't even get fundamental fundamental aspects of the law right? If you can't even acknowledge the law that's come before, if you're just too interested in creating this new fan fiction that overwrites everything, that destroys everything, that flips it up in the air and doesn't give a shit where it lands... Unbelievable. I have never been this disenchanted with a franchise. I've never been this angry with a franchise. Not even Star Wars. I am a Star Wars man through and through. My lightsabers are here. I did not like the rise of Skywalker. But this is another level of absolute idiocracy. I don't be sure if that was a word. I think I've just made that because my anger is that's absolute. I don't believe anything about this series. And I'll say it again, if you're still sticking with me in this overly long video. If you did enjoy this, then credit to you. But I'm concerned. I'm really concerned about the acceptance of mediocrity in franchises like this. We are in a really dark place with TV and movies in general. Nothing makes sense. Nothing works. We're too, we're too accepting of... Trash TV, just like we were in the 90s. <sighs> appalling. Absolutely appalling. Fuck me, I would take the worst seasons of Star Trek Voyager, the worst episodes of Voyager, in fact, the worst episodes of any Star Trek, I would take them over any of this Picard series again. <sighs> Why did I ever think that Enterprise was a load of shit. I've been re-watching Enterprise alongside watching Picard and it's miles better. It's much better written. The characters are much more existing. They exist. The characters exist. They're not just shells. The characters in Picard season two are shells. They're not real. They're not real characters. I'm going to leave it there because I am rambling. I'm not giving a score to Picard because for me it doesn't deserve one. It doesn't deserve a score at all. <clears throat> and yeah, I apologise. If I upset people who watch this, I do apologise. But the character of Picard is something that I have always admired. Star Trek First Contact is one of my favourite films. Um, because Picard is, he's, he's Captain Abe in Moby Dick, you know, the allegories are there, it says it in the film, 
he's honourable, he doesn't want to fail, he doesn't want to lose any more people, he doesn't want any anyone else to die or to suffer. It's the pinnacle of Captain Picard, that film. It's the pinnacle of him. You know, we see him losing, we see him struggling and wrestling with his own mortality, we see him struggling and wrestling with the idea of losing crew, with the idea of losing, you know, the future. There is nothing of Picard, that Picard, he doesn't exist in this series. It's not the same character, it's not the same person. And it's lost, it's absolutely lost. I'm destroyed. I'm absolutely destroyed and Star Trek has destroyed me. My God. I'm going to go away now and I'm going to watch Strange New Worlds and I'm going to... Like, I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt like I've done with new Star Wars stuff. I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt and I'll stick with it and I'll watch it. And I will watch Picard Series 3 purely because of my love of those characters as well and the possibility we'll see the Enterprise. <laughs> That's how much I, I love Star Trek as much as I love Star Wars. I'm prepared to put myself through it. But I'm destroyed. I'm absolutely destroyed by this series. <sighs> Horrendous. Okay. I'm going to go now. So there you go. Thank you very much for watching if you stuck with me. Um, I've got nothing else to say. Bye-bye. Angry Andy. Angry Andy Review.